Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson broadcasting from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg this afternoon. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in across the state or online. And we've got a great show today. South Alabama baseball coach Mark Calvey joins us later in the program. We'll also have Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. And we're about to talk to a former Southern Miss basketball coach Greg Heyer. First, I want to remind you about Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. We appreciate them. We enjoy their food. And we think you will, too. So the next time you want a good meal or you want to cater an event, be sure that you reach out to our good friends at Dickey's Barbecue. Our first guest today, and we want to get right to it, was a assistant basketball coach at Southern Miss from the 08-09 season through the 10-11 season. He coached with Larry Eustacey, had two 20-win seasons. Before that, Greg Heyer coached at LSU and also at Wichita State where they reached the NCAA Final Four and just last week was named the new head uh, basketball coach at Northwestern Florida State College, and uh, we're glad to have him on the Eagle Hour. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be on and looking forward to it. Go Eagles. Well, thank you for that, and uh, congratulations on your new job. From what we understand, uh, you're in the same league with former uh, Southern Miss head coach uh, Donnie Tindall, one of the most competitive uh competitive junior college basketball leagues in the country, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Coach Tindo is, is a, has been a winner everywhere he's been. And, uh, you know, he's he just won the state this year, and he's going out to Hutchinson, Kansas, for the national tournament in his first year. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just it's going to be really competitive. Uh, you know, he's won everywhere. I've won everywhere. And uh, it's just it's great for the league. It's great for the panhandle. It's great for junior college basketball. And it's a nice part of the country to live in, too, Coach. I think we ought to throw that in there, <laughs> throw that in there as well. Yeah, I say, I say you want to come play basketball in paradise? Uh, that's basically <laughs> what we got going on over there. Right. All right, your tenure at Southern Miss, uh, you were with Larry Eustacey, and uh, really great success uh, in that period of time. Tell us what you remember about being uh, at Southern Miss and, uh, and also, obviously, a Golden Eagle coach. Well, I remember it being my first opportunity to, you know, get into Division One. Larry gave me an opportunity, and uh, I always, when I was the head coach at Chipola Junior College, I had a great five-year stint there, and I wanted to go work for someone that was older, and, and, you know, he had been a national coach of the year at Iowa State, and they were struggling at the time. And Larry basically, uh, you know, Got me to go up there. I brought a couple guys with, and you know we really turned it around quick. Uh, we won, like you said, twenty games back to back years. But what I remember, uh, you know, it was my first Division One assistant job. 
I remember what quality people there are in Hattiesburg and the state of Mississippi and the surrounding area. Larry Fedora was the football coach at the time. Football. Um, Richard Gian, Gianetti was my was the athletic director, and him and his wife were awesome uh, to myself and my family. Um, I just thought there was a lot of good, genuine people uh, in Hattiesburg, and there was a lot of support. Um, the campus and the community was growing, and now when my wife and I, we drove through it, uh, oh, a w- about a year ago, and we couldn't believe how much it's grown, but mm-hmm. uh, it was an unbelievable experience, and uh, we truly enjoyed our time there. Uh, Luke, get in here with uh, Coach Greg Heyer. Coach, uh, we, we always uh, we look back on the Coach Eustacey years and Southern Miss fortunate to have him as a head coach. Uh, I think the year after you left, uh, we made it to the NCAA tournament, something that the Eagles hadn't done in quite some time. Um, when when you were there, did you did you feel like this was a team that maybe the next year, the year after, um, that, that could make the, the big dance and do something that hadn't been done in a long time? Yes, I did. I, you know, I, Larry basically hired me to go fill it, get his team, get him good players, good people, people that, you know, he could, he could coach and, and that were, that loved basketball and were tough. And I knew we were, you know, the first year, I think it was 21 and maybe the second year was 22 or 23. And then, you know, we, we had got a really good point guard in Neil Watson and John, John Mills was coming in and, and Dwayne Davis were some guys that, you know, I helped them get and, that team was really, really good, and they ended up going to the NCAA tournament. If I believe they lost to Louisville in a in a in a tough game, uh, maybe, I think it was Louisville. Um, Kansas but, State, uh, I think, coach. Oh, Kansas State. Louisville was who Larry lost to when he went to Colorado State. That's right. That's who he lost. That the next year he went at Colorado State and lost to Louisville. But uh, yeah, I just I, I'll never forget going to. Wichita State, and we'd be sitting there, my wife and I, we'd be watching all the games. It was just a, a great feeling to, you know, go. I mean, I think they won 12 games before I came, and I was a, I was instrumental on put, putting that team together for Larry. And, um, you know, to see them have that type of success was just from, a, you know, from watching it from Wichita was, you know, it's why you do it. You do it to put together the, the, the team to, to make it to the NCAA tournament and to, um, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing better for the university and the community and, and the basketball program than, and, and for the student athletes, because that's what it's really about, the experience playing in the NCAA tournament. And, um, I just had a lot of joy to say that I was a part of, you know, help turn Southern Miss basketball around. Yeah, and you talk about those guys that you brought in, man. Neil Watson, Jonathan Mills. Uh, Mills played it. He was like six six and played like nine five. I mean, and Neil Watson had so many of those big shots. Uh, but coach, you know, you, you think about your two your two years in Conference USA, man. There was some tough opponents, especially UAB, and of course Memphis always was. Uh, it was a good good league when you were there. Oh yeah, and I remember that second year. I think we lost five games at the buzzer where we had a lead. Or, I mean, it was, um, I mean, Southern Memphis beat us twice at the buzzer. I just remember, and I think that team finished fourth, but we could have won the league that year with that team, too. And we had so many close games. And because the league was so good and so competitive uh, at the time, and, 
you know, what, what a way to get your teeth, uh, grit your teeth into Division One basketball than going into the league at that time and um, with all the good coaches and good players and great universities that were in the league at that time. Coach, did you uh, did you learn things from Larry Eustace uh, that you you've been able to carry on through your career uh, that you're putting into effect now? Definitely, I just said that at my press conferences. There's two people that will have their fingerprints on on this program moving forward, and that's Larry Eustace and Greg Marshall. But I learned about you know the, how simple the game really is. It's about defense, rebounding, getting back on defense to set your defense. Um, you know, and not turning the ball over. I mean, if you just really, as a coach, kept it that simple, um, you know, you're going to win a lot of games. And just the emphasis that we put on those things and the value that we, how we valued um, those concepts every single day uh, just taught me so much. You know, grabbing the ball with two hands, um, being physical, um, driving the ball to get fouled, um, not settling for threes. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that that I learned from Larry that, um, you know, you always know about them, but then to see how simple and, I mean, we did the same practice plan every single day. Um, and I'll tell you one thing, too, I learned. You better be in good shape to win championships and to win games. And we were definitely in really good shape as well. Well, coach, when you uh, when you square off against uh, Donnie Tyndall next year, there's going to be a lot of Southern Miss vibe in the building. No doubt, no doubt. I guarantee <laughs> you, the the gym will be packed. That you won't be able to get into the gym, no matter if it's at Chipola where he's at, where I used to be the coach for five years, and or he comes to Northwest Florida. I think he comes there twice. I mean, there won't be a seat in the house, and it'll be an unbelievable college basketball environment, and. You know, it would just be a lot of fun. And I just talked to Donnie uh, two nights ago, and, you know, we were just, you know, joke. I was congratulating him on his team winning and just, you know, how we look forward to competing against each other. Right. Well, Coach, it's been a great conversation with you. We're, we're really grateful that you would take the time to talk to us. Uh, we appreciate all that you did here at Southern Miss. Those were some mighty good years for basketball here. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best of luck in your new job. I appreciate it. It's actually perfect timing because I got a big time recruiting call at two fifteen. So uh, this is this has been tremendous. Thank you guys for your time, and I know the I know coach is going to have the Eagles playing some great basketball this year, and just wish everyone the best. All right, thank you very much, Coach Coach Greg Hire, everybody, the new head basketball coach at Northwest Florida State College, and. Uh, Best of luck to him. All right, we've got lots more to come. I'm going to go to Big Gold Nation, founder or owner Heath Hinton, and then uh, we'll be talking to Mark Calvey, South Alabama baseball coach. Hang on. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Great conversation with basketball coach Greg Heyer. We really appreciate Coach Heyer coming on the show. Former Southern Miss assistant, uh, now at uh, Northwest Florida State College, and best of luck to him. 
Mark Calvey, head baseball coach, South Alabama, coming up next. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. And uh, they're open six days a week right there on Hardy Street, or you can shop online at uh, CampusBookmart.net. All right, before we uh, bring on uh, Coach Calvey, we want to visit with our good friend, Heath Hinton, the owner of Big Gold Nation. And, Heath, how are you, brother? I'm doing a lot better, guys. Last week, how you doing? Well, good. We're, we're glad that you're feeling better. We're going to ask uh, Mark Calvey this question in, in the next segment. He, he'll he probably give us coach speak, but I'll ask you. You're, you're not a coach. You're, you're like me. You're an observer and a fan. Why has South Alabama had so much daggum success against Southern Miss? You know, it's just one of those situations where every now and then you have a team that owns another team. And when that happens, uh, sometimes the team just plays well. I I don't know why that is. I don't know, uh, you know, what it is about it. And sometimes it does get in the player's head. Mm -hmm. That's why I think this game tonight is so important for Southern Miss to really have some success against South Alabama, put that behind them, and look forward to a – a big weekend this weekend with La Tech, but they don't need to be looking forward. They need to take care of business tonight. RPI-wise, it's kind of important. You don't want to have three losses to South Alabama on your RPI. No. And, you know, if you look at the record, guys, the Golden Eagles are 21-7. and I believe I'm right about that. And if you take out South Alabama and Louisiana Tech, 21-2. and so, Heath, that, that right there illustrates what an important week this is for Golden Eagle baseball. Absolutely. Probably the – this is a make-or-break week. If you're Southern Miss, you do well this weekend. You put yourself into a – you know, you put yourself in the conference, being in first place in your division and getting a first-round by in the conference tournament. But also, you put yourself in a position to where not only are you getting RPI higher, but you look – in some polls, Southern Miss is getting votes in the top 25. One one person, one uh, group has them 23. And you really start putting yourself in a position to start talking about hosting the regional. So uh, we'll see what happens. But this is a, I, I don't want to say make or break, but, I mean, it's right there as close as it's going to get for Southern Miss this week. If you beat South Alabama and split with Louisiana Tech, is that a successful week? Yes, but I think, hey, look, you, what you want to do is beat South Alabama and go take three or four from, from Louisiana Tech. You don't want them having the one-game advantage over you in, in the eight-green series in the season. Right. That's not what you want. You want to go take three or four even sweep. Look, Southern Miss is on a seven-game conference USA winning streak, um, playing really well offensively. The bats have woke up. Pitching-wise, been really, really, really good. Starters have been excellent. Um, you're clicking on all cylinders right now. This isn't the same team that played, you know, South Alabama and La Tech early in the season. This is a totally different team. Right. Not saying from players' no, personnel, see, yeah. but right. as far as, like, the way they're playing, it's a totally different group than what they played early. And, look, La Tech, you know, say what you will, Southern Miss blew them out one game, but those other three games, Southern Miss had every chance of winning. They were close. No, so, no, no question, yeah. It's I like what I'm seeing from the baseball team, and I think it's going to be a fun week. It, it, this is when baseball's fun, when it matters, mm-hmm. uh, getting later in the season. I mean, this is why people like Southern Miss baseball. 
Luke, I'd like to see a 5-0 and week. How about you? Uh, yeah, if it's a 5-0 and week, Southern Miss is a top 15 RPI team uh, for sure. He tonight... Uh, expect to see Gabe Shepard uh, throw, and and I think Coach Barry kind of alluded to it yesterday. Both of the times he's come on, he's come on in relief. They kind of want to take him through a pregame, normal pregame warm-up, bring him in on a fresh start, and, and see how kind of his body and his mind react. Don't you think that's probably why he's getting the nod tonight? I do, and I think maybe the coaches have seen a little more from him here lately, and Look, there's no question he's dealing with with an arm issue, and you're probably not going to get much starting late in the season. But you're trying, even you know, through the whole season. But what you're going to try to do now is you're going to try to get as much good out of him as you can before he may have to have surgery in off season. Whatever happens there, you're trying to get as much good out of your out of his arm as you can now. So yeah, I think he'll be like on a 20, 25, maybe 30 pitch count. Uh, get him in the first inning, see what he does, starting the game off. Um, he's still, you know, even with the arm injury, still 92, 93, he's still got a, a good fastball slider. He can still do some good things. So, yeah, I think you'll see him one, maybe two, if he can stay under that 25 inning pitch, uh, 25, 30 pitch count. And then, of course, the old Holstaff afterwards, just bring in Johnny Holstaff. And, you know, that's harder on a, on the team than people realize when you got to see a new pitcher every inning. You can't get adjusted to what uh, to what they're doing on the mound. So, uh, see what happens. It's going to be a fun game tonight. South Alabama, 80th in uh, RPI. They're going to throw tonight. Uh, Tyler Lehrman, one and two, five four zero ERA. He's a lefty, and we'll hear more about him in the next segment. Um, but yeah. For as far as designated here, looks like Slade Wilkes is going to be in there uh, for the time being, while um, while Charlie Fisher's out recovering from that cut. And, and you kind of told me this uh, over the weekend. You kind of feel like Slade Wilkes may be on the verge of breaking out. I do. You watch him, and I know it's just been a few at bats. And but you watch him, you watch his at bats. He, he just seems to me more comfortable at the plate now. Um, even Billy Garrity at this point. You, the last few times you've seen him, he's been very much more comfortable at the plate. Wilkes hit one the other day that almost went out. Uh, I think either way you go right there, you're feeling pretty good about the DH. I think those guys step in and, hey, look, Wilkes is a guy that a lot of fanfare coming in, drafted. Uh, he's got the tools. Maybe it's taking him a little time to get adjusted. We'll see. And, uh, he gets some bats and gets some games played under his belt, and he keeps playing a lot. Uh, he may have it may be things where he can break out here, so we'll see what happens. But I do think that he's got a great chance to, uh, you know, put himself in conversation, get more playing time after Fisher gets back. Yeah. Last uh, last question for me: Eagles twenty one and nine. Uh, Tech, when you look at where they're at, they're, they're seventh right now, I think, as of today, and Warren Nolan, 24-7. and seven. It's not just the fact that the Eagles need to be competitive, but they're two and a half games behind, and so they, they need to win three to get right back in the neck of things. A split would be good, but, man, it would be good if you could win three in, in Ruston. Um, I, I really didn't see us getting shut down except by their uh, their game three pitcher, and I feel like the Eagles are, are taking far more quality at bats. They're working deeper into the counts, and it was good to see six, seven, and eight get more production this weekend, uh, past weekend against UAB. 
Yeah, it was. And you're right about the Southern Miss getting better at bats. Coach, uh, you know, Coach, Coach Perry talked about earlier in the season where he wants to see more competitive at bats. Guys are going up there swinging at the first few pitches. Um, pitchers were able to, you know, get two strikes on them immediately and put them in a defensive position at the plate. Now you're seeing Southern Miss working counts, getting better pitches to hit, laying off of borderline pitches. Um, you're just seeing everything happening. And, and when you get protection, when you get, you know, you look at the order, Gabe Montenegro's batting better. Trimble's been great all season. Uh, Fisher's been playing really well. But Sargent, but Sargent's been hitting the ball better because uh, Ewing has been really hitting the ball good. But also Ewing's getting to see better pitches because Lynch has been tearing the cover off the ball. So there's protection down the lineup that you didn't have earlier in the season. And the team's seeing better pitches. They're hitting the ball better because bats have woken up. So even the catcher, catcher started waking up. Uh, it's, it's fun right now. I think probably they'd like to get a little more offense production out of McGillis, but he's bat seem to be waking up a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this team is, as I said, it's just a different team than was earlier this season when they played La Tech and still probably should have won three or four games in. Let me correct myself. Luke is right. The Eagles are 21 and 9, 15 and 5 at home, 6 and 3 on the road, 0 and 1 in a neutral spot. All right, Heath, 30 seconds left. You've got a big article coming up on Big Gold Nation. Yeah, I got to talk to Will Hall uh, post spring practice and talk to him about everything you saw in the spring, what's going on. So uh, look for that here uh, today or tomorrow. Waiting on a waiting on a little uh, electronic device uh, to finish that up. But yeah, lo- looking forward to getting that out and uh, a lot of good information. Will Hall, he knows what he's got here at Southern Miss, a guy that uh, he's bringing a little excitement back and bringing a little swagger back to Southern Miss football. And you can tell when you talk to him, you can tell he's excited about what he's got coming this fall. All right, everybody, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Check it out. It's a great source of information for Southern Miss. Thanks, Heath. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon around the state or wherever you're listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Want to thank uh, Greg Heyer for joining us. Also, Heath Hinton for joining us as well. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place with an $8.95 lunch every day. Delicious sandwiches at night. Always some sports on the TVs. And if the Golden Eagles are playing, you can bet it's on the TV at 4th Street Bar and Grill. All right, big baseball game tonight at uh, Pete Taylor Park. It's storming right now, but we understand the weather is expected to pass 
uh, before tonight. And, of course, the Golden Eagles hosting uh, South Alabama. Mark Calvey is the head baseball coach of this storied program, a school with 16 Sunbelt titles and 27 regional appearances. And uh, Coach Calvey took over at the end of 2011 and has enjoyed nothing but success at South Alabama. And, Coach, a lot of success this year against Southern Miss. People ask us all the time, why can't the Golden Eagles beat South Alabama? What's been the secret sauce for you? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. First of all, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, I, you know, we just we, we've we've played well against them, and it's uh, you know uh, we have a lot of respect for their for their program and for Coach Barry and his staff, and um, our guys, you know, have played well against them this year, and hopefully that trend continues tonight. But you know, there's there's some teams that we don't play, we haven't played well against, and. For the most part, Southern Miss, we've played really good baseball against, and um, and, and you need to. You, you can't play anything less than really good baseball to beat them ever. Coach, we hear in other sports, uh, that in football in particular, where we match up well against that team or we don't match up well against that team. Is that applicable in baseball? Because Coach Berry always tells us that you play against the game of baseball more really than you play against an opponent. So, are there good and bad matchups in college baseball? Yeah, I, I I think there are. I mean, and and what Coach Barry said, a huge portion of that is true. It really is. There's certain variables in the game that that you play against that you must do well, or it's going to get you. It doesn't really matter who you're playing. And then there's other teams where you know you might have a you might have a team that has uh, you know some power and. And no speed, and, and and but you strike out a good bit, and they might have a pitcher or three or four pitchers that you face that are strikeout guys, and um, it can be a bad matchup for you. You might play a team that whose defense might be a little bit porous, and their catcher doesn't throw well, and you have team speed, um, you know, and you can steal some bases and steal some runs, or you might have a team that uh, you know you you can't hit very well, or your offensive numbers aren't very good, and um, uh, you know uh, another team plays really good defense and. So they're not going to, and their pitching is really good. They're not going to give you free bases, and it's a bad matchup. So ultimately, it's about playing better than the other team and, and pitching and good and solid defense uh, every single time. But there are certain teams that match up better with others. Absolutely, that's been my experience, and this is oh shoot, my 28th or 29th year in it. I haven't done it quite as long as Scott, but it's getting up there. And um, yeah, there's been some teams that where I've been at FIU, South Carolina, and here where. Uh, you know, we just didn't match up well against them either traditionally or that weekend, and um, and we took it on the chin. All right, Luke, Coach uh, Mark Calvick. Coach, thanks so much for coming on. It's kind of unique this year. Uh, Golden Eagles always love playing South Alabama, or not this year because you guys have beat us. But you get to you get to play each other three times, so you don't have a weekend series. But you know how important is that for both programs to be able to get three midweek games in? And RPI wise, it's great for both teams. Uh, but it's kind of a rarity to play three three uh, times midweek in in a regular season. Yeah, it really is. But, I mean, what about this last year has been regular? You know, it, it's just been so crazy. And, um, you know, if there was some uniformity NCAA-wise in terms of COVID testing and protocols, um, we probably wouldn't have done this. But if they made all conferences adhere to the two, the twice-a-week testing and like the Sun Belt and Conference USA and the FCC and ACC and Big 12 um, have adhered to. Um, but they didn't. And so now, you know, a bunch of us, you know, Scott included, Southern Miss included, lost midweek games, 
and we, you know, this year we're not. We we were climbing as of last going into last weekend, but usually we're both top fifty in RPI in the country, and um, you know, it, no no one gets hurt too bad if if you lose a game, and it can help you winning, and um, you know, we usually help each other out. We've been playing twice. Typically, you know, we've won our share, and Southern Miss has won their share, and we help each other with RPI. As the year goes along, we're always pulling for Southern Miss when we're not playing them, of course. But and I know they're pulling for us um, to help them. So you've got to play a good schedule, and Southern Miss um, is a component of ours, and just like we're a component of their RPI formula. Coach, uh, first two games of this uh, series this year, you've outscored the Eagles uh, thirteen uh, to five. Got a gr- at that first game, man. Jeremy Jeremy Lee uh, was outstanding, eight strikeouts, and then Matt Boswell, uh, ten strikeouts. Tell us about your starter tonight, Tyler Learman. Well, uh, yeah, and and you know, Jeremy has since moved to Friday night, and, and Boswell has been our Saturday guy. Learman has pulled long relief, and and Learman's also started on Friday or Saturday for us. Um, we just felt as though like he's best uh, in a longer relief role, but tonight he's pressed to start. And um, you know, Southern Miss, you know, Gabe Shepard starting, and you know he's not going to stay out there for five innings. They're going to get some guys in there. That and their pitching's been so dominant on the weekends. But um, you know, Le- Learman is uh, he's he's been around the block for us. It's his second year in the program, and um, you know he's logged some big innings for us in his short tenure here, and um, he- he's done an- a really nice job for us. Uh, this year, he's he, you know starting in UT Arlington, started against Oral Roberts, who was a very good club. Went down and beat LSU two out of three, and so he's made some good starts for us. Um, you know, he's just super competitive, and and uh, you know I asked him just to give me the best fifty to sixty pitches he's got. We've got some guys in the pen. We're probably we're not as deep as Southern Miss is, but um, you know we've got some guys down there. But Tyler Learman is 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 fully capable of uh, of, of being really good. As far as uh, the Golden Eagles, we've kind of seen them uh, Im- improve, taking better uh, approach to the plate. Have you seen that with your club? I know it, traditionally it's always pitching is uh, you know two or three weeks ahead, um, but you know you, you look at your team. Looks like uh, you guys were a lot like Southern Miss, struggled from the plate and have uh, you know worked worked with your pitching staff. Have you seen your guys take better approaches at this point in the season? You know, I, I have in spurts. Um, but it hasn't been sustained, to be honest with you. I've seen some guys be good for a weekend and then kind of slide back, and um, it's something that we were, you know, because it's not early in the season anymore, um, and we've got some capable guys that it, it was kind of like, you know, what, what your club was doing. You had some capable hitters or guys that had done it that just weren't doing it at that time, and you figured, well, they'll come out of it, and it started to be a little bit longer than what Scott had anticipated, and that's exactly where I'm at right now. I know he's had some guys heat up. Lynch and Montenegro, and these are big pieces of the offense that it's, it's hard to win. It's hard to score runs without those guys, without those components doing well for you. Um, we've had a few too many guys that um, are still kind of stalling out a little bit offensively that have done better, and you start to see, you start to see them come out of it um, and, and, and have kind of slid back into some bad habits. So, um, But part of that's on me as a coach. We stay on them about their approach, and not, not to get too mechanical, and today we live in this mechanical Twitter world where guys are constantly seeing things about swings and swing coaches and um, when, when really a lot of this is, is you know, the old adage, see ball, hit ball, there's a lot of that that's still applicable um, to this. And, and so, but then you get to a point, hitting is, is so hard, you get to a point where guys mentally can be logged, they can be log jammed. And um, we talked about yesterday just being free and clear mentally so you don't miss – your window when it comes around to you 
keep working hard, the game will come back to you. And, um, it, but it, it, it has definitely been longer than I had anticipated, um, you know, waiting for some guys to come around, I'll be honest with you. All right, Coach, about 90 seconds left. Uh, you know, you have a great program like yours uh, at South Alabama. You have Southern Miss right up the road. We have Louisiana Lafayette, which is a fine program. Louisiana Tech, obviously a great program. And we follow that we follow that baseball very closely on this show. We get frustrated because we don't think the South Alabamas and the Louisiana Techs and the Southern Misses of the baseball world get the credit that they're due and that all of that credit seems to go to to larger schools that we don't necessarily think have better baseball programs than programs like yours. As a coach, does that frustrate you or do you just block that out? You know, we're in SEC country, and 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 I, you know, I had a chance to live and be on the other side of that and experience that. And you know, you get people that are just so excited and they want to hear about how a, how an average or poor SEC team is doing over an excelling Conference USA or a Sun Belt team. Um, it's been that way forever, and and it's going to always be that way. We just have to keep going out there and putting a great product on the field and, and scrap like crazy to get into the postseason every year. And when we get a chance, you know how we schedule, I know how Scott schedules, when you get a chance, you go ahead and you beat them on the field. You right. know, you, you, you really do, and you create the there with a good schedule and, and going out and winning. But, yeah, to sit there and, like, I, if I complain about it, it, it like, that's going to do nothing. It falls on deaf ears. You just got to go out and make your own attention and, and put the best product you can on the field. I couldn't agree with you more. Thirteen to one, Louisiana Tech over Ole Miss is an example of that. I think uh, that all of us uh, at the Southern Misses and the South Alabamas of the world smiled when we we smile when we see scores like that because uh, we think our, we think our program and and your program uh, deserve all the accolades that they can receive. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time very much. Uh, Hope you have a safe trip up here tonight. We look forward to seeing your fine, fine ball team on our field tonight. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. All right. Mark Calvey, everybody, who is the head baseball coach at a very fine South Alabama baseball program. 16 conference titles, 27 regionals, and they're leaving here in about 30 minutes to come to the peak. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by D-Bat and D-1 Training located in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on Highway 49 on a rainy day like this. A great place to go take BP to work on your craft to get your kids some some hitting and fielding instruction and uh, then go next door to D1 Training and get in some of the best shape of your life. DBAT D1, DBATHattiesburg.com. They're on board with us in the Eagle Hour. Go see them on Highway 49, or I'm sorry, Highway 98, Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great talking uh, to the skipper of the South Alabama Jaguars, Mark Calvey, and getting ready to head up from uh, from Mobile up here to Hattiesburg. First pitch at 6 p.m. tonight. Golden Eagles 0-2 against the Jags this year. Back on February 23rd, lost three to five, and then or five to three, and then dropped a March 16th contest eight to. 
to kind of uh, he uh, coach Calvi kind of walked us through his starter Tyler Learman a senior a left-hander 511 he's one and two on the year 540 ERA Gabe Shepard gets a start for the Golden Eagles and we expect him to be relieved by Johnny Holstaff and uh, again coach looking for Gabe Shepard to try to get through that pregame routine just to start fresh and and see what could happen um you look at what South Alabama has done. Uh, the Golden Eagles are able to pull their batting average up. They're in at 251 right now in the year, and so many of those guys able to kind of pull their their average up. Montenegro at 339. Fisher unavailable, but he's at 333. Reed Tremble at 307. Danny Lynch at 273. Ewing at 271. Dickerson at 232. Sargent at 226. McGillis at 200. Uh, the catchers, Johnson and Stanley, really the only starters that are still in the 100. Slade Wilkes at 184, and Heath Hinton talked about the uh, the breakout. It looks like Wilkes uh, is headed for, but a South Alabama batting 224 as a team, uh, 4.00 ERA. Uh, they have struck out 285 batters on the year, and they've struck out 25 against the Golden Eagles uh, so far this year. You look at what Southern Miss has done. Southern Miss has struck out uh, a little over that, 293. So when you think about this South Alabama pitching staff, it's basically the same strikeout numbers as the Golden Eagles. So that'll be a, a challenge um, tonight. I want to step away from baseball for just a second, Bob. Big day today in Southern Miss soccer. Southern Miss Lady Eagles place five, count them, five on the all-conference teams. Uh, Blessing Kingsley on the all-freshman team. Caitlin Pierce and Macy Pennington on the all-conference third team. Jenny Casareo on the second team. And then Ariel Diaz, not only first team all-conference, but she is the 2021 Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year for the entire league. Lady Eagles uh, getting ready at 4 o'clock today against Florida Atlantic in the Conference USA Championship quarterfinal. That's in Houston, Texas. Kickoff at 4 p.m. It is on ESPN+. Plus. So a rainy afternoon before you go watch the, the Eagles and the Jags tonight. Get on ESPN+. Plus. Lady Eagles in the quarterfinals of the Conference USA Soccer Championship. Big game, Bob Getty. And how cool is it that we've got the Offensive Player of the Year starting for us this evening? Well, very good. Uh, Coach Mo's done a great job with the soccer program, uh, no question. But I was picking at you during the break. As great as those girls are, and obviously uh, they really are great in uh, Conference USA, probably the best player on the field is our assistant coach. (laughs) Carly Malden, who left uh, professional soccer to come back and coach collegiate soccer. And you remember Coach Mo told us uh, that first practice, she said, all right, Coach, what's my responsibility? He said, get out there and take care of them. And, you know, during the water breaks, they said, Coach Mo, Coach Mo is pretty good. And there's a reason she started every game at Mississippi State over four years. So right. the pride of so-so Mississippi, and uh, she'll be coaching. Um, Bob, back to baseball. Um, you know, Golden Eagles have, have uh, competed well against South Alabama. But when you look historically, South Alabama leads this series 65-38 and 26-21 and all-time. In Hattiesburg, I think a lot of Golden Eagle fans, uh, you know, don't realize historically how strong South Alabama is as a baseball program. Well, they're a great baseball program. I mean, we're very proud of our program and for good reason. But look at the regional South Alabama's played in. What was it? 27, 16 conference championships. Great baseball in South Alabama is nothing new. And they've clearly been 
clearly been the premier baseball program in the state of Alabama for quite a number of years. Now, now I know that's sacrilege to say that in front of the SEC guys, but it's a fact. I mean, South Alabama, uh, just year in and year out, has a really upper echelon baseball team. And, uh, you know, we're going to see tonight when they come up here, we're going to see as good a baseball team as you'll see all year long i think and i well well the proof's in the pudding brother they they gave us the 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 biggest defeat we've suffered all year the last time we played them so the golden eagles uh golden eagles need to step up tonight and uh, i think it's time for a little payback don't you yeah, they, they need to win this one. They've lost the last four, the last five out of the last six uh, to South Alabama dating back to 2018. Haven't beat them since April 24th of 2018. So Golden Eagles, tonight, take the approach, quality at bats, start fast, and get you some momentum headed to Ruston this weekend. That's right. Longtime Louisiana Tech play-by-play voice, a member of the Louisiana uh, Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Uh, Dave Nitz will be on the show tomorrow. He is retiring at the end of the year, so uh, we're looking forward to a conversation tomorrow with one of the great sports broadcasters uh, in the Southeast. Dave Nitz on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. We'll be back at 1. Good luck to the Eagles tonight. Until next time, Southern Miss to the top. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.